It is one thing to have a heart to serve the Lord. It is another thing to be willing to hand over everything. Have we handed everything over to the church? If we have not, what should we do? We all know that we should hand over ourselves to the Lord. But practically speaking, have we handed ourselves over? Witnessly, messages given during the resumption of Watchman Nee's ministry. Chapter 60, Living Stream Ministry. This week's episode continues the series entitled, The Lord's Present Move, with speaking from Brother Minoru Chen on living and overcoming life and being today's Zion, the overcomers in today's Jerusalem, the church. This meeting was held in October of 2010 in Irvine, California. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. I must testify to you, just myself, and I'm not alone in this for sure, but I just testify to you. From the day I came to the into the Lord's recovery, I aspire at least to be in this category. And I strove to always be in this group. Individually, myself, and corporately with some. And all these years, 40 plus years now, I kept myself in this state. And tonight, I don't boast, right? This is tis mercy all. But I must testify to you the Lord seemed to have honored that kind of aspiration and desire. That does not mean I never fail, I never become weak, I have no bad days, or I have no downtime. No, it does not mean that, or I'm perfect, hardly. But it has to do with your motivation. Um... When you get up, what you get up for. When you go to bed, what you go to bed for. To me, it's a very, very plain and simple decision. I didn't spend weeks and days to come to that decision. The moment I was clear about the Lord's recovery, that decision was made up by itself. What do I mean by this? What I mean is very simple. When I touched the recovery, I was introduced by this ministry to what? To something that I have never seen. Something so high, something so colossal, something so just breathtaking. I'm talking about God's eternal purpose. I'm talking about something called the divine economy. I'm talking about something called God's heart's Desire. Now, these are simple words, but if you really mean, you know, you un- really understand these words and understand what the import of these words, the, the, the reality of these words, okay? I mean, dear brothers and sisters, all options were removed. If this is God's best, Okay? This thing called the Lord's recovery is really 
you know, God's best. It is illogical that I would not hand over everything to it. Am I right? Otherwise, I mean, it does not make sense. If this is not the best, then I will, I will have my reservation. I will, <laughs> you know, I, I won't give it all because this is not the best. This, this is not, not it. But if we really believe this is it, this is it, there's nothing better. God, has, God doesn't have anything else in this universe. Then you still make reservation. Then you still hedge, you know, hedge something for yourself. You still kind of mm, him and haul. I mean, and that to me, to me, that lack of absoluteness and consecration and surrender is a sign you still have not seen it. At least not to that degree. Everyone who have seen Christ or have met Jesus, like Paul, like Abraham, I mean, their life is changed forever. That's it. That's it once and for all. Once and for all. It's almost there's no, no, there's no, no decision on their part. It's almost automatic. They've met this one. And I say anyone who have not only seen this Christ, but seen what this Christ longs for, Matthew 16, and I will build my church. Anyone who has seen the church as God's eternal heart's desire, that's it. You never leave it. You see what I'm saying? You 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 all out. You just you just put all you know. You go like go to Las Vegas. What do you call those things? You put every last chip on the table. And I don't actually, uh, Brother Lee liked to use this illustration of gambling. He likes to use this word, this illustration of gamble. He said, "The day when I see this, I just gamble it all." I mean, every chip is on the table. And he said, no regret. Right? Brother Don Luper's famous word, right? Count the cost. What is that? Count the cost. Count the cost, pay the price, and live a life of no regret. Something like that. Well, I would say there actually should be a phrase before that. Because how would you count the cost if you don't see the vision? I say see the vision, count the cost, pay the price. Then you'll live a life of no regret. I'll tell you today, 40-some years later, I may have done certain things with regret. This one thing, I have no regret. That's to give everything to Christ and the church. And back it up. You know, put the money... Uh, where, what is that? The money where your mouth is. Put the money where the mouth is. Back it up by action. No lip service here. No talk. It's not talk. It's for real. It's for real. 
Well, dear brothers and sisters, I wish to the Lord and I pray that the Lord would raise up you up or many of you up. At least some of you up to be such. While everyone is quite happy, quite contented, quite okay with the way church life is or the recovery is, you're not. You're not. You are not satisfied because the one in you is not yet satisfied. You will not stop until he is satisfied. Like that. And I cannot explain to you in any better way of what drives me or what drives us decade after decade. Well, now, something would help you and that is the kind of prayer I try to pray tonight. Okay? Some of you, I listen to you pray, sorry. It's like the same day when you graduate from the training, you pray that prayer. Today you're still praying that same prayer. It's good prayer. It's okay prayer. It's probably from your heart. But to me, not much progress in your prayer. Today, your prayer should be that much more desperate. That much more... um, Focused, that much more um, full of entreating, um, so I pray tonight, Lord, open your heart more to us, reveal what is in your heart to me. It's not about my day. It's not about, Lord, I need a better day or I need to go on. You know, even even this kind of prayer, Lord, I want to go on. It's very general. Very general. It's good. Don't, don't take me wrong. But very general. How many of you has kneel down or knelt down and pound your bed, so to speak, with desperation. And even with tears. Not because you had a bad day, not because certain tragedy happened, not at all. You are just there so hungry, so intently seeking the Lord and his interest, his heart. And that prayer, that kind of prayer, begins to bring you into a deeper seeking. With some less common expression. Lord, I like the word that some sister pray, impress, you know, like, like a press, pressing, like a newspaper press, print. Impress 
your heart into mine. Impress your mind into me. Impress your desire into me. Lord, speak a word to me. Speak a word to me. A particular word. Lord, unveil something more of your heart into me. Lord, tell me, what are you doing today? What what really are you doing today? I know I can say this, the Lord's recovery is taking the earth. You know, we all know how to say these things. It's, it's just, we all know that. But I don't mean that. I mean, Lord, tell me directly, personally, just what are you doing today? That I may join myself to you. Join myself to your interest. Today. And that kind of joining, being one with the Lord in that way, is not because you heard, you know, you read some book or you, 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 you asked to pray that prayer. You... You, 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 of your own accord. Because you want the Lord so much. Especially, you want his heart so much. You would ask the Lord. Do you have this experience? To the point that when the Lord began to transfuse something into you, my goodness, my goodness, you, you become different. You, you are still in the church life, you're still doing this thing and that thing, but, but you're different. You have just become a different person. Even the small thing, the typical things you do, takes on a different meaning. I still come to the meeting, I still sit there, I still function. But because of this touch, my functioning, my, my meeting is different. And gradually, you will see, I will become part of that peak. I will become part of that peak. along with others. Better yet, a group, two or three, of brothers and sisters would come and pray that way. Would come together and pray that way. We have these experiences quite much, quite much. Especially in the early days. Because we experience these things at a relatively young age, that has always stuck with me and that has always been a proof to me that is, this is not something for some aged saint or 
you know, very mature saint. No, no. You can be not that mature in life and still have this experience. Still have this experience. When little Samuel, Samuel, right, was there in the, right, tabernacle. And then the Lord came to him. You remember that? He didn't even know what that was until Eli told him that that's God coming. Next time you say, your servant is here. Speak. I'd like to ask you, brothers and sisters, do you covet, covet that kind of speaking of the Lord? Not the general speaking. Not the common speaking. Not, not even sometimes just a speaking in the meeting. But that kind of particular personal speaking from the Lord. I covet it. I'll tell you, I, <laughs> I will do anything, almost, to have that speaking. Dear brothers and sisters, don't settle for less. To be in the church life is a wonderful thing. A wonderful thing. But don't be settled in just the Jerusalem. Pray that you will be part of Zion. Do you think that's too much? Like like you're trying to be an elitist? No. No. I do. To me, let me tell you, to be in the church life and not to be Zion is almost renders my church life meaningless. To me. I'm that way. Maybe I'm weird. But I'm that way. to reduce me into just a common member, so to speak, in the church life. There's nothing wrong with that. We're not here judging or criticizing at all. But I'm just testifying to you from my heart. For me, a long time ago, I, have, I was clear. I cannot tolerate that kind of existence because to me it's meaningless. If I'm here, I'm going to be all the way. I'm going to be a thousand percent. I'm going to be at the tip of the spear, as they say. You know what I mean. I want to be in the Lord's move today, where it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to have my ear right Right at the Lord's bosom, you know. I want to hear that heartbeat every day. And I, you know what? I live by that heartbeat. That heartbeat is the reason I'm, I'm breathing. His heartbeat is the reason I'm breathing. My goodness. If there is a 
group of people like that, nothing can stop them. Let me tell you, nothing will stop them. The Lord will have such a way. Amen? Amen. My speaking in these meetings, I will tell you, is a kind of perfecting speaking. Uh, it's not a common speaking. It's not a general speaking. I do general speaking also <laughs> for the saints to make everyone happy and all of that. I know how to do that. But that's not my burden for you. My burden is constantly to upgrade you, Amen. to push you up, Amen. to force you to go higher, Amen. to force you to go deeper. Amen. If I don't, I'm cheating you. I'm not being faithful to you. Just, you're okay, I'm okay, everybody's okay. The church life is wonderful. Praise the Lord. That's it. It's okay. It's good. But I'm I'm not satisfied. I want the Lord to be happy. I want the Lord to get what He's after today. How about this? Amen. How long have I spoken? Huh? Half an hour? Or oh, already? No, no. 35 minutes? All right. That was not what I planned to share. Oh. But, but, but I think that's what the Spirit wants me to share. Now, all I can say is pray. There's no, no, no substitute than your personal prayer with the Lord in a kind of intense way. In a kind of intense way. The seventh spirit is intensified. Shouldn't our pursuit match that intensification. You say, oh, I cannot sustain this level of intensity. Well, I don't know how it happened, Tom. We've sustained 40 plus years of this, and I'm still alive. I didn't have a heart attack. Uh, my health is still pretty good. And I didn't become some crazy spiritual nut. Nothing of that sort happened. I still managed to raise a family. You know what I mean? You understand what I mean. You understand what I mean. Don't be too nice to yourself. Don't be too easy on yourself. Don't give yourself too many excuses. When it comes to this, just like all other things, there's a principle. What goes in is what comes out. All right? You give this much, that much will come out. You give this little, so much will come out. There's no magic to this. So all I knew all the years is just to pour out. To pour out. Even when there's nothing, you still squeeze something out. Sometimes you just tell yourself, there's nothing anymore. You still squeeze something out. You're so tired, you just want to crawl into bed. 
And sometimes you're so uh, uh, um, disgusted with yourself, so discouraged, you want to find a hole and just get into it and say goodbye to everybody. Somehow, something in there refuses to let you go that way. You still get up one more time. You still crawl back. You still are in the fight. That motivation is not human. I'll tell you. If it's human, it's gone a long time ago. <laughs> it's the divine power. You know, there's something called the divine power, the power of the endless life. Have you experienced that? It's reserved for people like this. The more you just run on your strength, and when that strength runs out, you give up, you will never, the afterburner will never kick in. That divine power will never become your portion because you always get to that line and you, you will not go forward. You will not go, go past that. So you're always remaining in this realm. In this realm. I encourage you, I adjure you, brothers and sisters, to cross. What is that song called? Cutting all the shorelines, launching in the deep. Launch out, brothers and sisters. Launch out into the deep. Because only in the deep you need faith. In shallow waters you can walk. By your own strength. You can handle everything yourself. But when you're really in the deep, faith kicks in. Then you will really know the power of this endless life. That carries you, that supplies you, that sustains you, so that you can do things that man cannot do. That life that we have is a life that can do things that the human life cannot do. Do you know that life? But that life has a purpose. That life is not just for your enjoyment. That life is to work out God's economy. And only those who launch out to work out God's economy tastes that life, at least to that degree. I hope, brothers and sisters, you will not be scared by my word or discouraged by my word. Rather, you would be encouraged. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.